Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We have um, this hour a really big question to ask you. That's why we're doing this. Now I'm going to visit the only court I could never be in contempt of Food Court. Bradley versus Dawn. They love to argue. On topics from the world of cuisine. White meat or dark meat? Blue cheese or ranch? It's food. Court. Gotta be a better way to phrase that. Let's go. The Honorable Mike Ganger presiding. Something's happening in the food court. Oh, a Sbarro. It's a battle of the tubed meats, yes, Dawn. That's right. And we're not talking sausage links. No, today. we're not talking sausage links, nor Patty, 651-641-1071. What kind of sausage do you want to put in your hand? Is it a brat or uh, I should say your mouth, but that, no. A brat. I kind of liked where you were going with that. I just let you do it. <laughs> a brat or a hot dog? Brats or hots? Dogs. 651-641-1071. Would you rather have a brat or a hot dog? Yeah. Or as some people would call it, a sausage oh. or a hot dog? Yeah. Um. So... Dawn, I, I asked thought you. the answer. So I asked this question to you came up with MC, this yesterday, right? And I thought the obvious answer he was going to agree with me. And it oh, was, there's an obvious like, answer. Oh, should we do me, what we did yesterday? Should we do what we did yesterday? Where we three, All two, three. one? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay, so okay. there's an obvious answer. Are you ready, Mike? Down. Yes, there is now, an obvious answer. Hands just down. to make it equally uh, juicy, yep, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nerve wracking. We all agreed yesterday mm-hmm. uh, that sausage patties were ideal. So will we all agree uniformly on brats or hot dogs? Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Brats! <laughs> Our meat fest continues. <laughs> oh, God, I love how excited he gets. I get we, excited. We, we agree all on agree meat. on meat. Yeah. <laughs> Brats for the win, baby. All right, Don, why do you think brats are the superior tubed meat? Oh, just because um, hot dogs, you kind of don't know what's in them. You know, I always think about like, mm, you know, chicken lips and who knows what else. <laughs> chicken lips. Well, we call it, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a beak, but obviously no. Lips so, and Yeah. So you just don't know. It's like a bunch of leftover stuff. That's what I think about when I think of a hot dog. It's yeah. just mystery. Uh, and then I also think that it's a superior taste. A brat is a superior taste. It's I, I like the brat because the brat is substantial. Now, I think there's probably a fair amount of lips and schmutz in uh, brats, too. Really? 
But the thing I like about the brat per, uh, compared it's bigger. to the, well, yeah, yeah, that could be. But you can get big fatty, you can get them golden. What are the ones they golden plump in your hand? Dogs. They plump in your hand. No, what was the, <laughs> no, what was, what's the saying? They cook when you plump them. No, you. <laughs> they plump when you cook them? Yes, remember? I just you said, <laughs> do you have cookers in your hands? Are your hands cookered? <laughs> They're plumping. I don't, don't know Don't you why. remember That's ballpark franks? They hand. plump when you cook them. Sure. But in my in my head, it was <laughs> like caught up with, <laughs> they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Anyway, yeah. M&M's, okay. brats, hot dogs. Yes. The moral of the story is you can get big, fat hot dogs, right? Yeah. But but I think it's a texture thing for mm-hmm. me because yeah. the hot dog texture is like, it's that like pink slime. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, I don't. I, there are certain hot dogs that are good. Yo, yeah. I, it's not saying I hate hot dogs. But I would prefer. As, you know, vis-a-vis a bratwurst, mm-hmm. I'm all in because brats just are Heartier. substantial. And yeah. you do get, you know, yesterday, one of the listeners said they preferred sausage links to patties because... It had that snap, and I will say, I think I, I think I, that is a selling point for me on me a brat. Too. Yes, I do like it, but not on a sausage link for some reason. Yeah. All right. I just think the patty is superior. Should okay. we go to the phones? Yes. We've got uh, hot feels from both Faith and Kristen. Let's go to Faith first. Hey, Faith. Hi. Brats or hot dogs? Agree with you more. You can agree. Um, uh. My dad is a retired USDA meat and poultry inspector. I would rather starve than eat a hot dog. Yes, wow. we've talked to you. I have talked to you before, maybe on Probably. the morning show, right? Or was yep. it on this show? Okay, because you say you know what goes into a hot dog, and you never, ever would eat one, and neither would your dad. Correct. Basically, what doesn't go into canned dog food goes into a hot dog. What? Oh, my lord. Yeah. Okay, I'm yep. not eating hot dogs. Faith, thank you Faith, for thank that thank you tidbit. so much. <laughs> that tidbit. That's a great bit of information. Thanks, Faith. Uh, You're welcome. Bye. Let's go to Kristen or Kirsten. I'm sorry, Kirsten is on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, brats or hot dogs, Kirsten? One hundred percent brats. And okay, what she just said really grossed me out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad. I mean, I do have the occasional hot dog, but I don't think that I ever will again. Yeah. yeah um, I'm sorry, hot dog. I people. make homemade bratwurst. You do? Wow. I do. So my husband and I, we took a, a, a cooking class at what used to be the kitchen window years ago. Oh, sure. Uh, making sausages. And we make our own bratwurst. We control everything that's in it. How much fat, how much salt, how much, you know, all of it. And then I always add extra mustard seeds because that's the part of the bratwurst that I love the most. Yum. Um, yum. Wow. Do you put cheese in there sometimes? I I have not done cheese in that one. I, I, we also make a lamb sausage, like oh. a Mediterranean lamb sausage with sun-dried tomatoes and sounds amazing. all oh, kinds of herbs sun-dried. and spices. That's oh. also super delicious. Wow. But God, now I want to. Anyway, I highly recommend. I mean, it, it gets kind of gross, you know, to oh, sure. make your own sausage. I mean, it's dealing with intestines and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because but, of what? Um, well, the, the outer casing is an intestine. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's that part. But you wash it really well, and then you control everything that goes inside the the casing, which That's I a... highly, highly recommend. So wow. we buy them occasionally, but we mostly make them. You are very I love fancy. it, Kirsten. Thank I you so much. That. I Thank mean, you. Handmade meat oh. products. You don't have to sell me twice. That no, sounds exactly. like a great it idea. Taste better. 
Thanks, yes, Kirsten. They taste better. Thank you. Have a great day. Wow. Makes me want a bratwurst real bad. Mike? Yeah. Your thoughts? I mean, I lived in Wisconsin for seven years, so it shouldn't be that uh, difficult. Yes, there's a brat sale for basically every single fundraiser. It doesn't matter what it is. And even like the Girl Scout cookies, they have a brat sale at where you buy cookies at. Like, that's kind of how they do it in Wisconsin. (laughs) Everything is a brat fry. I will say, well, yeah, like outside of a grocery store, I've seen brats before being grilled up oh, oh yeah like you just grab right we do that here everything well of course but i mean it's like every church yeah. every baseball team every softball team every single thing is a fu- is a uh, fundraiser for brats my parents are both from wisconsin yeah. so i grew up mm-hmm. with lots of brats and what i will say is when i moved to other parts of the country it's a little different now because like everybody knows what a brat is these days but that it didn't used to always be that way mm-hmm. like i think brats are very much a you know a midwestern staple it is but big, I'm gonna fatty tubes of meat. <laughs> I'm gonna pull a mic here and say, however, oh god, one of the best things I've ever had is a hot dog. Really? Yes, yes. Like how? Um. Well, my friend Corey started a company called Wonder Wieners, and he <laughs> boils. Yeah, it's it, they're great. I wonder I mean, if I couldn't get that trademark. Wonder <laughs> Wonder Wieners. He has stores now. It used to just be a little food truck that he did at um at games at Missouri State where I went, and then it turned into he was um they let him be outside of um in, and he in just St. has Louis really good Cardinals wieners. games. Yeah, what he does is he like. He boils the hot dogs in beer and onions. Yeah, and it is fantastic. And then he takes those onions, so it's almost like um. An Italian beef because it's a little wet. You know what I mean? So he takes it right out of the beer juice, puts yeah. it on your bun, and then puts those so onions. So he puts the wet wiener between the buns. Yes, and he takes the onions out of the au jus that he created and, and puts those onions it? on top mm. of your wonder wiener. Okay. And so. Yeah. So it's basically a hot dog done exactly how a bratwurst should be done. I was going to say. That's basically right. how you, you could do all those things yeah. with yeah. the brat. And yeah. it would probably be fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whether it's a wet wiener or a grilled bratwurst, mm-hmm. uh, I could talk about grilled meats or tubed meats all day. But I think. They make it official. Judge Topner over there, you need to make it official. Brats or wieners? Brats. Yeah. Here, here. I'm all in. Uh, okay, who's bringing us brats for lunch? <laughs> Anyone? Oh. Come on now. When we come back, Patagonia, that's not a story we talk about often, but Mm -hmm. Dawn has a very interesting story about how panic. Panic at the disco. (laughs) It's not Panagonia. (laughs) They sell panties. Uh, (laughs) Panic. Maybe they do. God. Patagonia is going to give all their money away. Yes, they are. We'll tell you why we return right here on. Ah. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Boulevard Auto Works. Warmer weather is on its way, and fingers crossed, we're going to be cranking up that AC. Wait a minute. We're already cranking up that AC. Have you been outside? If your car's cooling system fails at any point from now until the end of summer, I want you to call Tom and his team over at Boulevard. Maybe you just got the windows rolled down because you're like, I don't need that AC yet. I just want that fresh air. If you hear a strange noise as you're bebopping around town, Call Boulevard. I mean, if that noise is attached to you and following you as you drive through town. That's what I do. They're the hometown professionals you can trust to keep you on the road 
safe and secure in tip-top shape all summer long. They've got free courtesy cars, a car wash with every service. Tom and his team at Boulevard are going to keep you happy all year long, just like they keep my vehicle happy when I bring it in for scheduled maintenance or whatever ails it. Head to blvdautoworks.com today, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Here's a great story that I kind of uh, was like, what? Whenever I read it. Um, so there's a documentary out there called Wildlife, and it involves the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chouinard. Okay. And they shed light on his 2022 decision to donate the entire apparel brand of Patagonia that he owns worth $3 billion to a trust dedicated to fighting the climate crisis. Wow. So That's a 100%, lot of, The whole thing? Yes. 100% of the profits are going to fight climate crisis. Now, is this like after he's gone or like forever? Like no, right starting, now? yeah. This is his 2022 decision starting this year. So he says he's pessimistic about the fate of the planet. And he's actually, before that, they've given, uh, they have been giving 1% of their sales over for a long time. And they've given away 200 to 300 million over the years, just from the 1% of Patagonia um, sales. And, so, like, he's a, is he going to work there anymore? God, um, that just, that's so crazy. He is, they, because they still are going to run the brand. And the idea is to give it all away for uh the climate crisis so i just thought this was so interesting and um you know this documentary seems really cool uh there are two directors who are heading up this and they're actually oscar winners and they are chronicling this decades-long effort and by these uh conservationists and then we've got you know the guy who owns patagonia and he he says that (laughs) They did an event and um, they screened this documentary and he said that he added that his decision to give the planet three billion also had to do with his two children who, quote, have simple lives and have no desire to inherit Patagonia. Hmm. I mean, wow. That's interesting. I mean, they, yeah. I, I'm sure they're going to be fine. Like, I'm sure they have. Yes, I'm sure that he is fine. Yeah, obviously. You know, but maybe not, obviously. I mean, you'd think when you have this much money, you just go, I don't really anymore. I'm just going to give it away. You know, he just always thought, what else can I do? And so he made the decision, he says, to make Earth our stockholder. It seemed really logical. And um, they've given away 33 million since November, even because of this so they're going to give away another 40 or 50 million within the next couple of months and he says it's all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener host of the Unidentified Alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Good system. It's not a burden. It's actually a lot of fun. Huh. Oh, I love that, especially if you get to choose charities that involve this and you know, say, guess what? We're giving you, you know, $10 million. It's just, that would be. Yeah. I mean, and it's like the the shocking thing is it's probably also a very small drop in the bucket compared to, you know, the global climate crisis that's currently facing the world. But if only more people came up with solutions, God, that's just incredible. Yeah. And not only does this company. Yeah, so the the documentary also includes um, climbers. So there's this group of people, the world of elite climbers. Okay. And so that's a part of the documentary as well. Um, is this documentary just about the, the Patagonia thing or? It also involves, cli- it is, it's, it's, so What's there's, the they have, it? they actually, it's called Wildlife. And Wildlife. Um, they actually, it was shot in, Chile's Patagonia National Park. So it's it was a former private reserve mm. that um, these conservationists donated in 2018. Uh, so it's just, I think, probably is a pretty feel-good documentary. And a lot of times documentaries have a very, you know, unfortunately you're looking in the depths of some cult or <laughs> something that's like, oh, you know, but this looks like a really uplifting thing that I definitely want to check out. Yeah, no, it says from Oscar winning filmmakers, and I can't pronounce the name correctly without mispronouncing it, follows conservationist Chris Tompkins on an epic decade spanning love story as wild as the landscape she depicted or dedicated her life to protecting. After falling in love in midlife, Chris and her outdoorsman and entrepreneur uh, Doug Tompkins left behind the world of the massively successful outdoor brands they helped pioneer. Patagonia, the North Face, and Esprit, and turn their attention to a visionary effort to create national parks throughout Chile and Argentina. Interesting. Right. So I didn't even know. I knew that North Face and Patagonia were connected. I just didn't realize that Patagonia came out of North Face. They developed it from North Face. That's fascinating. And I don't know if they sell panties to ask Antigonia. Yeah, to answer your question. They should. That would, if that's the case, the marketing people are listening. That's right. You can say buy some panties or for just pant, climate change. Pantagonia. Yep. Right? <laughs> yes. I did check out their website yesterday. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'll order something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of expensive. some cool. It is expensive. Some of it is expensive, but they're affordable things like under yeah. $100. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just again, thought that was so apparently awesome. Apparently, it'll go to a good cause. So there's yes. nothing wrong with that in the world. That's right. And just, I was fascinated by um, these kids that say, we don't want to inherit Patagonia. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, do they? I know they might want to do other things, but they literally don't want the money. Okay, I don't understand that. (laughs) I don't either. But I also didn't grow up with a ton of money, so perhaps, That's why, yeah. They probably, you know, again, I'm assuming their parents have left something aside for them. 
Yes. Uh, and they'll be just fine and they'll have their own futures and successful careers to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, further develop to their be foundation. An influencer or yeah. something. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. seems like that's. No, what... I mean, but they could, they could do anything. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm sure they're not going to. It's not just like they're. No inheritance or no nothing for you, kids. Bye. Right. I'm sure yeah. they get all sorts of privilege from having very successful parents. True. And obviously, they're teaching them very well. What great examples yeah. for their kids. Oh, for sure. I don't know that my parents would have been as... Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's man. too much to think about. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know what, though? You know what? what's not a lot? Sarah Paulson and Pedro Pascal. They're college friends. There are. And you're going to tell us all about their friendship when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. And I want to tell you, speaking of climate change, we were just talking about it. Earth, uh, or rather April is Earth Month. And in support of families who are bearing the brunt of climate impacts around the globe, I mean, right here in our own country, but goes well beyond. And most of the people in affected on planet earth by the effects of climate change had very little to do with causing the problems that uh, created this this issue therefore you can do something today to support these folks head to wearealight.org sign their petition they have a goal of 10,000 signatures and if i if i look Actually, their goal is now 12,000 signatures. They are so close to that goal. 11,933. So close to 12,000. Help folks affected by climate change around the globe today by heading to wearealight.org. And thank you. It's so weird to hear that. It's 81. What? It was almost 90 degrees yesterday. I know insane so excited about that all right well welcome back to the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 we need to talk about sarah paulson and her college friend pedro pascal oh they're besties so in they've, college yeah so they've known each other for 30 years and i just when i read this story i just thought about how much i love my college friends you know you want them to succeed and Absolutely, right after college, if you're all trying to do the same thing in the same field, you know, you want to help each other out, especially if you're an actor, a a theater student, an acting student. So they both went to NYU's Tisch School of the Arts uh, in New York City. And so they used to hang out. They were very good friends. They used to go see movies together and would totally escape into the movies, she said, just like for many reasons. Um, and that they were just, they wanted to escape mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Same. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And also having the dream of being an actor, you know, being in New York and knowing that you have a possible future, you know, and I know that, gosh, I have friends because I was a theater major who went to New York and one friend in particular just this year was telling me how just like soul crushing it can be. Mm. because it's so big and there's so many people but you feel so alone yeah and it's just very difficult to survive and what you have to do to survive and all those things so after college um pedro moved to los angeles to try to make it as an actor and he was on buffy the vampire slayer i'm like he was i have to go try to find that he was on touched by an angel undressed i don't even know what that is touched by an angel undressed that's a spinoff i didn't see touched by an angel Colon. <laughs> Colon? What kind of weird stuff are they doing in Hollywood, Dawn? 
That's another show. Um, Touched by anyway. Angel Colon. That, that sounds like me at, like when I went to my doctor's at 45 and they're like, it's now time for you to get touched by an Angel Colon. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, so Sarah was doing an interview and she said that he has talked about this publicly. So not his goal. <laughs> But their relationship as friends and that he has revealed these things before. So she doesn't want to feel like she's like, listen, how great I was. Pedro has talked about this before. Um, But the story is, is that um, he uh, didn't make it in Hollywood as quickly as she did. Oh, God, no. So they're hanging out there together and they're college friends. So she would get little projects here and there and be making her way. And, you know, if you are working on a project, you'll get a per diem, you know, money to spend on food or whatever. Sure, yeah. and she would give her per diem to Pedro, oh, her friend, so, so that so that he could just eat. Yeah. You know, it's the same way in L.A. It's just as expensive. Oh, um, so I thought that was so sweet. Uh, so now he is so excited. He also said that um, his vision of becoming an actor was that if he did not get some major exposure and get a role by the time he was 29, it was over. So then oh, after sure, 29, yeah. like, okay, now I'm too old. He was really readjusting what it meant to um, be in the profession he had to give up the idea of what he thought it would be looking like when he was a kid or even trying to look young. So he's just always pivoting into what can I, what kind of a mold do oh, I fit gosh. into? I'm sure it's incredibly frustrating because, you know, you make it so far and then it's like, come on, come on. Right, right. And then lo and behold, what is he, 50? He's 50. 50. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's just turning 50 and. You know, celebrating the most, uh, well, thus far, up to this point, most successful part of his career. Absolutely, because he's he's rejoicing over the fact that nowadays everybody wants a piece of me. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So he's the hit of two Myself included. (laughs) Visually, of course. Visually. Um, So he is the star of The Last of Us on HBO, one of the biggest shows right now, and The Mandalorian. Um, now he has a short film that's uh, set to premiere at Cannes this year. So this is just like, he's really, and Sarah Paulson is like, you just really want him to succeed. And I feel like it's a sign of a major movie star. He has something about him that like, you just know how good he is. And she's always known how good he is. That oh, she I mean, wanted to try to have him make it too. Yeah. And you know, most people would be like, where did this guy come from? He just popped out of nowhere. Oh, it's no. just like, no, he's been literally honing his craft since he was 20, whatever years old. Yeah. So he spent, you know, half a decade honing uh, his craft. And so there's a reason that his excellence a exists and B is being recognized. Cause he did the work. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming because I oh, yeah. don't know fully his career, but it seems like, and according to the story you're sharing, that that's the case. And, um, you know, also kudos, Pedro Pascal. That's right. Sarah Paulson wants him to become the Lex, the Lex, the next leading man and to, you know, in romantic comedies, like get him in there to do these things that Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson were doing. There's something, you can tell there's something about him because just watching him, you know, I didn't watch The Mandalorian, so I don't, I mean, I I watched like an episode, but I didn't feel anything particularly for him in that, but I'm sure fans of that show did. 
Um, but when he showed up in Last of Us, I was like, God, this dude's not really saying much or doing much, mm. but yet he is such a character and you can feel his presence. Yes. Right. And that's not a, a criticism to say he's not saying or doing much. It's saying he, with what he is given, he is able to emote an incredible amount of feeling and yeah. you know, story. Yeah. So that's just a testament to his talent. Absolutely. Right. Sarah Paulson wants him to, she's like, remake all the Lethal Weapon movies with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> give would, him a franchise. Yeah, give him that franchise, and then we can just sort of set aside Mel Gibson, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know Don has seen this, but Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, his role oh. in that movie is awesome. He is so good in that. And he because is so he gets, good. He gets to explore his character a lot more mm, and has right. a lot of fun with it. And, and he's is, so funny. Yes, it's yeah. fantastic. Well, that's the other thing is he seems like just a kind of a gregarious, mm-hmm. outgoing person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who doesn't take life too seriously. Um, if you want to see... We're all going to go on a date with him, I think. Are we? We should. Well, yes. if you go to the Esquire article about him, mm-hmm. it's Pedro Pascal's World Now. And he, it says, like, after years of grinding away, the suddenly everywhere actor is enjoying fame and near universal. Oh, delay. I don't know that word. What word? A-D-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. Adulation. Adulation. Just like, you know, public acclaim. Okay. Being appreciated by the world around him. I don't try to pretend that I know words when I don't. Well, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, uh, basically, he's doing so well. And the cover photo of that article... You want to date him. I mean, that's a good picture. Yeah. I he's, he's just a good-looking man. Yeah, and it's funny because in The Mandalorian, this isn't going to spoil anything, but you don't see his face. Yeah. Part of being a Mandalorian is that you don't take your helmet off. Yeah. So that, you know, I'm just not... If you haven't ever watched it, I'm not going to say anything more about that. But it was just the voice, Yeah. you know, and... um. Yeah. At first it was like, okay, this is really cool to hear this voice but not know who's underneath, you know. And now, not to get off on a tangent, oh, but... here we go. Oh, God, the Mandalorian sucks this season. I've heard this. It's not good. The person that lives in my house with me said the very same oh, thing. Oh, my gosh. There's just so many... Um, there's so many things about it that was mysterious, and now it's just becoming like, okay, we're going to change all the rules that you guys set. Like, I was taught... If you set rules in a script, a TV series or whatever, you can set whatever rules you want. Hmm. Like if it's vampire lore, there comes with some rules, yeah, you but have you to, can create you've your own. Yeah, the universe. Right, like in Blade, where they said they can just wear sunscreen <laughs> and be out during the day, which is ridiculous. But they set the Mandalorian rules and what it needs to be a Mandalorian. And they changed them all. And now they're breaking all the rules. Well, and I've it heard doesn't it's also, feel special. it's basically just Celebrity of the Week. Yeah. Where they, you know, every week it's a different celebrity cameo or something. Well, I wouldn't say every week. And, but, you know, yeah, there's there's been some that it's like, ugh, you know. Yeah. I, I love Lizzo, though. I will say that. Oh, well, yeah. It's delightful. And also did, um, not just Lizzo, who else did I see? It was Jack, Jack Black. Yeah, same episode. And. They were a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who else? Gosh, I can't remember. Strangers with Candy, isn't she in it? Amy Sedaris? Yes, she is. She's in it, but she's She's great. like a regular character. Yeah, she's been in it from the beginning. and she's, Oh, has she really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, okay. she's fantastic. She's like a mechanic for 
the ships and things like that. And she's just really adds a little, just a lot of humor to it. So um, I love so, Amy Sedaris. She's so funny. Yeah, I'm so glad. It's just a cool gig. Now this this season, she has some weird wig going on. <laughs> like that wig is not good. No, it was like her regular hair, and now they've changed it to a wig. Maybe it wasn't. It was just a better wig before. Oh, maybe their she... wig budget went out the window. <laughs> I maybe know, they got but, it on Timu. I mean, but they got it on Timu. That's what it looks like. It looks way too big for her head. And it just looks like a wig. Before I didn't even notice. I just thought they they permed her hair. But now it's like, hmm. Oh, okay. Now you want to call her wig. Hey, wig. Yeah, just like Meanie Leaks know, calls. Um, do you know this? What? Shh. It's a wig. <laughs> Shh. Okay. All right. Well, so that's our love for Pedro Pascal. Yeah, no, we love Pedro. Yeah, we do. We love but Pedro. Not bad wigs. Yes, we do. Not uh with your wigs. When we come back, Nick Cannon wants to have a baby with someone very specific. Recently single person, actually. And Dawn's gonna tell us who that is when we return right here on my The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk one oh seven one. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we need to talk about Nick Cannon. What's now, going on with Nick Cannon? Well, Nick Cannon has 12 kids. We know this. He has a dozen kids. And um, some people have very strong opinions about it. Okay, that's interesting. Very strong. It is interesting. You know, and at first you're like, oh my gosh, he's having another baby at the same time as this other baby. Like, it just got to the point where you're like, I'm confused. Yeah. And that's also, my thoughts. I was just confused. Everybody's got a hobby. Yeah, that's you know? true. And if you can it's afford hobby, them, but, and know, if you can give them the time, yeah. And as he a father, seems, that's the thing. Like I think the the thing about Nick Cannon is like he has the means. He so does. So it just. And in the past, I will say, I have said on this radio station, oh. I have made a judgment and said you can't possibly give enough time as a parent to work and do all the jobs he does and give your time to your kids. Okay. And I was like, I don't, I don't really like that. Okay. But. I can't judge because I saw a uh, CBS this morning or a, a Sunday, the Sunday program that they do. CBS Sunday morning. CBS Sunday morning. There you go. And they did a little tour of his offices because it's like Nick Cannon Enterprises. You know, there's a lot of different projects they do. And right next to his workspace, his literal office is a whole room that's a daycare <laughs> that has slides and toys it's a playground basically where he rotates in like three of his kids oh my God. and then three more so all day long he has his kids there and i saw that and i thought he's that's great i didn't really think of it that way yeah. and so i changed my mind about it yeah yeah oh. so um and i also think he's a really nice good celebrity i met him once with children's miracle network and um, he gave the crowd and all the kids so much time. He stayed until every single kid could talk to him. He was married to Mariah Carey at the time. And then we were at Disney for it and in this certain ho- in one of the Disney hotels. And he actually told two little girls, my wife's room is 103 or whatever it is. Go. She's about to get up and come down here. Go wait outside. And tell her I sent you and you want pictures and an autograph. And he just laughed about it. 
Like, because he knew that Mariah would be annoyed. Oh, and sure. And he, like, told us, he's like, she's going to be mad at me, but I don't care. <laughs> and I thought, that is hilarious. It's so funny, because how can you, these two little girls were adorable. So anyway, they got autographs and showed us the next day and everything. Aww. So he's just nice. And he, yeah. like, took time. He sincerely was a nice, good person. Yeah. In my experience, yeah. which was limited, I know. But it just made me, and Zendaya was there, and she was just as nice. So here's the deal. He was on Howard Stern. And he was talking to Howard Stern about having babies. Howard Stern is questioning him, are you going to have more babies? And he's like, I don't know. So we have a sound clip, and we're just going to play it for you for what it turned into. Yeah. I want an answer. I, I want an exclusive. Are you done? For real? Every or time you- I answer this question, it, I can never answer it correctly because I don't know. Because and, wow. and like one time they asked me on entertainment, I said I leave it in God's hands, and then all these religious people got mad. Don't bring bringing Jesus into this. <laughs> yeah, never mind God. That's right. Don't bring Jesus into I, your fornication. Stop it. All right, yeah. let's make a prediction. I let's make a I'm, prediction. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy currently with you know my my dozen. But what if you? But, yeah, dozen. but the dozen. But what if you meet a woman? Let's say. Right. Let's say um, I don't know who it would be, and you fall really she had to crazy. Be cold. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> she got to be amazing. You know why she's got to be amazing? First of all, she's got to put up with all these other women and she's got to put up with all the other kids. Who would be the woman that make you have a baby again? Right now, right off the top of your head, <laughs> I said to you, you could have any woman in the world. Doing this. Who's a, who could I it be? See the if I said to you, like, like, if I said to you, Nick, Taylor Swift uh, wants to have a baby with you. I mean, would, would that do it? I'm in. That would Let's do it. go. <laughs> That's the one. That's, I'm all in. What is it about her? First of all, she's an amazing songwriter. Okay. Uh, and what I do love about Taylor Swift is the fact that she has been so vulnerable and open with all of her music since a young girl. And, and she kind of like me. Like, me and Taylor's numbers is very similar when we're talking about <laughs> being in these streets. <laughs> right. Like, so you know? I think she would relate to me very well based uh-huh. off of like, yo, you've dated a lot of people in, in the public eye. So have I. So we probably will really understand each other. It has been reported that Taylor Swift recently broke up with her boyfriend of yeah, six she's years. Free you you know, I know right that, now. Howard. You know, I'm, I'm my, my spidey senses was tingling. <laughs> I would love if you had a baby with Taylor Swift. I think it would be me fantastic. too. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Now we just need to ask Taylor what she thinks. <laughs> she might have a thing or two to say. I love how he started out the conversation with like, like I'm, I, not I'm not going to answer that. And like, no, there's there's nobody I can tell you. And then he just suggests one person. Yeah. He's like, yep, that's it. Let's that's do it. <laughs> he's like, well, that's the best way to get the bit to be over. <laughs> but no, he's absolutely, he went he all in. He probably would. He, he went all in. He did. I he's, mean, a, he's a fun person to play with, I'm sure. On oh, the radio. for sure. Clearly by that, by that, I don't think Taylor Swift probably wants, you know. Yeah. I mean, at some point, right? But like, I mean, seems a little premature to just say, I'm going to have a kid with Nick Cannon. Yeah. (laughs) But Nick Cannon is into it. But he's into it. Yeah. And, you know, she would probably and her team take care of the baby. And so he wouldn't have to do a lot of the normal things, probably, because it would be a, you know. I mean, can you imagine what's going to happen if Taylor Swift actually gets married and has a kid? This is going to be something that happens when we're in our 60s or something. And Why do you everyone, say that? Well, well, maybe not. I don't know. Well, she has to start over now from scratch. 
if she wants to well, get... But, I mean, she could have a child without being married. That's and, true. You know. That's true. I don't know if um, her team or the image would... But, you know, everything's different now. But there is a squeaky clean, like, Americana image that she has. Yeah. And so maybe they wouldn't do that because of her fan base. I think it would be calculated. Have a baby and not be married. Oh, I think she would. You do? I don't think there's not. I don't think there would be anything perceived as not squeaky clean. Okay. If you had a uh, a baby. I mean, like, you know, I think of all the women who've done it, and I don't think that there's anything... Not. I don't either. I mean, I've experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I have a different perspective just because of, you know, but this was. You're saying you think that they would, people would judge her for that in a way? There would be some but kind I think of a her, judgment. But I think, I think Taylor Swift is totally beyond that now. Like yeah. she has the ability to set the narrative. Oh, for so sure. So I think if anybody can do that and have people be incredibly supportive, it would be Taylor Swift. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So if she wanted to have a baby, regardless of the men in her life, I think she totally would. And she would own the crap out of it. Own the baby? Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying she would, you know, the narrative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you never know. Is she already dating someone? Well, allegedly, according to your blind items uh, yeah. from earlier, yes. And it's, what's his name again? I've Dylan already O'Brien. Dylan he O'Brien. He's the star of Teen Wolf. They, uh, he allegedly came out of her apartment the morning of well yesterday morning i guess it would have been early early in the morning allegedly meaning we don't even know if those photos were yeah allegedly taken i mean even perez hilton says i don't know if these photos were taken yesterday morning outside of her apartment they could just be he's wearing her sweatshirt yeah so well i just want to know are there sweatshirts that look like that that's my next deep dive because it was tie-dyed Okay. And I want to know if, like, on the Taylor Swift website, you can get a sweatshirt that looks like that or if it was a part of her tour at one point. You know, it's is it part of the current merch? I'm not into Taylor Swift merch. So what would that tell you if it did? If it was a current sweatshirt, that would seem more <laughs> likely than no, it's real. No, all it means is they're friends. That's all it tells you. It does. Again, uh, so yeah, if I you're mean, sleeping she's... with Taylor Swift... And you know you're going to be photographed out and about. Do you wear the obvious sweatshirt? No, unless you want people to know or you want to sort of poke at your ex, meaning Taylor, you know, because she's out and about doing things yeah. and laughing to make sure everybody knows she's okay. Yeah, and I which think is totally a move. Totally. Yeah. And it would also be a move to say, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Yeah, look at me. I or what would, it would have been better is if he had walked on. out with a T-shirt that said, like, I love Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? and we're secretly doing things. Oh, it would say that on the T-shirt. The yeah, whole on the t-shirt. back. So the front oh, part would say, yeah, yeah, I love Taylor Swift, dot, dot, dot. Then you got to wait for the pass. Yeah. I mean, all and of these, like Selena Gomez, you have all of these like planting stories and they're seen with people, but they're not, you know, I do think that yeah. part there's of that gonna, is calculated. We are, we are totally in that phase right now when it comes to Taylor Swift. There's going to be so much speculation and it is like, look, I know she's a pop star who has made a career talking about her relationship. So it's not that she's not, mm, that, that this she hasn't cultivated this interest, right? Sure. But at the same time, like, 
it gets a little tiresome. Oh, yeah. And I just like to look at it from a business perspective. Like, I don't actually really care about who she dates. I like to see and try to see if it's a calculated business Like a publationship? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, that's very likely. And it's it'll be interesting to find out mm-hmm. who the next publicationship will be, whether it's Taylor Swift, whether it's Nick Cannon, or whether it's Dawn McLean. Are you in a publicationship, Dawn? Oh yeah. We'll find out when we come back. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger and a pothole.